Welcome to Zichud Avsi Manimem of Avram Goldhari and Tehim Rosekas Yuma Daf Nun Dal, the fifth parak, Hotsielo. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, a discussion began on Daf Nun Gemal Amud Beis regarding the location of the Aron. A brace was brought that taught that both Rebbe Lezim and Rebbe Shimba Yechai say, Aron Galva Bavel, the Aron went into exile to Bavel. And Rebbe Yudab and Lakish says, Aron Bim Komo Nignas, the Aron was hidden in its place. On this Daf, Rav Nachman brought a brace that taught that according to the Chachamim, Aron Balishkas Dira Eitzim, the Aron was hidden in the chamber of the wood. This is where the wood from the Mizbech was stored and was examined by Kohanim Bali Mum for worms. Rav Nachman Yitzchak said that this view was learned in a Mishnah in There was an incident with a certain Kohan who was busying himself in the chamber and he noticed that one of the stones of the floor was different from his counterparts. So he came to inform his colleague and he didn't manage to conclude the matter before his soul departed from him. They therefore knew with certainty that the Aaron was hidden there. Asked what the cone was occupying himself with, and Rabbi Chabo said, He was playing with his hatchet. Our Brisa teaches that the hatchet slipped and fell on that stone, and a fire emerged and consumed it. Pointing to Rabbi Katina said, When the Jewish people would ascend to the temple on the regal, the Kohanim would roll up the parochas for them, and show them the kruvim which were joined together in an embrace. And the Kohanim would tell them, Behold your fondness before the omnipresence like the fondness between a male and a female. When Rav Chisa challenges, since even the Levim were prohibited from gazing at the Aron and was being placed in its cover for transport, Rav Nachman answered that this prohibition did not apply during the Temple era. He likened it to Akala. The whole time she's in her father's house, she's modest before her husband. But once she's fully married, she's no longer modest before her husband. Similarly, while the Jews were in the desert, we were likened to Akala. But once we were already in the land and had the base of Migdash, we were similar to a married woman. The reason the Kohen who wanted to reveal the location of the Aron died was because it was during Baishani, which is likened to a woman who was divorced and taken back by her husband. A woman who has been divorced and taken back returns to her earlier fondness and is modest. And point number three, the Mishnah said that after the Aron was taken, the Kohen God would place the shovel full of coals on the Evan Shasiyah. Abrais explains his name, Shemimenu Hushasas Ha'olam, from this stone the world was founded. Abrais had taught the following, Rabbi Yezus says, Ome Emsi'usen Nibra, the world is created from its center. Rabbi Yeshua says, Ome Natsdarim Nibra, the world is created from its sides. Rashi explains that Rabbi Yeshua holds that the world began with four foundations marking the edges of the world and they extended inward. Rabbi Yitzhak said, Akash Baruch threw a stone in the sea and from that stone the earth was founded. The Chamim say, Metzion Nibra, the world was created from Zion. So once again, the three points are number one, a discussion began on Daf Nun Gemalman based regarding the location of the Aron. Bryce was brought that taught that both Rabbi Gazim and Rabbi Shimba Yechai say, Aron Galo Bavel, the Aron went into exile in Bavel. And Rabbi Yudamalakish says, Aron Bin Komun Nignas, the Aron was hidden in its place. On this Daf, Rabbi Nachim brought a Bryce that taught that according to the Chachamim, Aron Belishka's Dira Eitzim, the Aron was hidden in the chamber of the wood. This is where the wood for the Mizbech was stored and was examined by Kohanim Balaimun for worms. Rav Nachman Yitzchak said that this view was learned in the Mishnah Shkali. There was an incident with a certain Kohan who was busying himself in this chamber and he noticed that one of the stones of the floor was different from its counterparts. So he came to inform his colleague and he didn't manage to conclude the matter before his soul departed from him. They therefore knew with certainty that the arm was hidden there. The Gemara asked what the Kohen was occupying himself with, and Rabbi Chabo said, He was playing with his hatchet. A Brisa teaches that the hatchet slipped and fell on that stone, and a fire emerged and consumed it. Point number two, Rav Katina said, When the Jewish people would ascend to the temple on the regal, the Kohanim would roll up the parochas for them, 
and show them the Kruvim which were joined together in an embrace, and the Kohanim would tell them, Behold your fondness before the omnipresence like the fondness between a male and a female. When Rav Chitza challenges, since even the Levim were prohibited from gazing at the Aron when it was being placed in its cover for transport, Rav Nachman answered that this prohibition did not apply during the Temple era. He likened it to a kala. The whole time she's in her father's house, she's modest before her husband. But once she's fully married, she's no longer modest before her husband. Similarly, while the Jews were in the desert, we were likened to a kala. But once we were already in the land and had the base of Migdash, we are similar to a married woman. The reason the Kohen wanted to reveal the location the Aron died was because it was during Baishani, which is likened to a woman who was divorced and taken back by her husband. A woman who's been divorced and taken back returns to her earlier fondness and is modest. And point number three, the Mishnah said that after the Aron was taken, the Kohen God would place the shovelful of coals on the Evan Shasia. Abrais explains his name, Shimimenu Hushasa Olam. From this stone, the world was founded. Abrais taught the following. Rehazer says, The world was created from its center. Rabbi Shua says, The world was created from its sides. Rashi explains that Rabbi Shua holds that the world began with four foundations marking the edges of the world and they extended inward. Rabbi Yitzhak said, Baruch threw a stone in the sea and from that stone the earth was founded. And the Chavim say, The world was created from Sion. All right, so now we go to our simon for Daphne and Dalet, and our standard simon is noodles. Noodles. So here goes. When the famed pasta chef noticed he was standing next to a pile of noodles on a certain kitchen tile, he picked them up and found a picture of two young children embracing on top of a stone painted like a globe. Once again, it's slow motion. When the famed pasta chef noticed he was standing next to a pile of noodles, noodles, pasta chef, that must be on Daphne when the famed pastor chef noticed he was standing next to a pile of noodles on a certain kitchen tile, which reminds us that a discussion began on Daph Nun Gimel and base regarding the location of the Aron. Abrais was brought that taught that both Rabbi Gazim and Rabbi Shimon Yechai say that the Aron went into Galus and Bavo, and Rabbi Yudim Lakish says that the Aron was hidden in this place. On this Daph, Rabbi Nachman brought Abrais that taught that according to the Chamim, the Aron was hidden in the Lushka's Dir HaEitzim. This is where wood from the Mizbech was stored and was examined by Kohanim Bali Moon for worms. Rabbi Nachman Yitzhak said that this view was learned in the Mishnah Shkalim, where there was an incident where a certain Kohen was busying himself in the Lishka, and he noticed that one of the stones of the four was different from its counterparts. So he came to inform his colleague, and he didn't manage to conclude Adshiyatsis and Nishmasa before his soul departed from him. They therefore knew with certainty that the Arn was hidden there. So when the famed pastor chef knows he was standing next to a pile of noodles on a certain kitchen tile, he picked them up and found a picture of two young children. He picked them up and found a picture of two young children embracing, which reminds us, Rav Katina said that when the Jewish people would ascend to the temple on the regal, the Gahani would roll up the parochus for them and show them the kruvim, which were joined together in an embrace, and the Gahani would tell them, Behold your fondness before the omnipresence like the fondness between a male and a female. When Rav Chitza challenges, since even the Levim were prohibited from gazing at the Aron when it was being placed in the cover for its transport, Rav Nachman answered that this prohibition didn't apply during the Temple era. He likened it to a kala. The whole time she's in her father's house, she's modest before her husband. Once she's fully married, she's no longer modest before her husband. Similarly, while the Jews were in the desert, we were likened to a kala. But once we were already in the land and had the base of Migdash, we were similar to a married woman. The reason the Kohen who wanted to reveal the location of the Aron died was because it was during Baishani, which is likened to a woman who was divorced and taken back by her husband. A woman who's been divorced and taken back returns to her earlier fondness and is modest. So when the famed pastor chef knows he was standing next to a pile of noodles on a certain kitchen tile, he picked them up and found a picture of two young children embracing on top of a stone painted like a globe, which reminds us. The mission stated that after the arm was taken, the Kongado would place his shovelful on coals on the Evan Shasia. 
Abraisa explains his name, Shemimenu Hushasas Olam. From this stone, the world was founded. Abraisa taught the following. Rabbi Yezus says, the world was created from its center. Rabbi Yeshua says, the world was created from its sides. Rashi explains that Rabbi Yeshua holds that the world began with four foundations marking the edges of the world, and they extended inward. Rabbi Yitzhak said, a Kuchbarku threw a stone in the sea, and from that stone the earth was founded. The Chavim say, Mitzion Nibra, the world was created from Sion. So once again, when the famed pastor chef noticed he was standing next to a pile of noodles on a certain kitchen tile, he picked them up and found a picture of two young children embracing, on top of a stone, painted like a globe. All right, now it's time for our four-block back Chazorah. Dafnun, the symbol of Dafnun is a nincompoop. So here goes. The nincompoop, nincompoop, that must be more in Daf. Nun. The nincompoop pretending to be a kongadol who tried to bring his live bull into his model, Kodesh HaKadoshim, which reminds us, in the Gemara Daf Memtes on base, the question was asked, if the kongadol shakted his chattas par but died before entering the Kodesh HaKadoshim and sprinkling his blood, what's the halach regarding the kongadol who replaces him using that blood? Rabbi Yami said, but par par, that the phrase with the par implies but not with the blood of a par that had been shakted. This new kongad would have to bring his own par. Rabbi Yitzhak Nafka said, but par, but feel par. The phrase with the par means and even with the blood of the par that had been shakted by his predecessor. So on our Rav Ashi says it's more reasonable to concur with Rabbi Yitzhak Nafka, who said that the blood itself is classified as a par, for it's written, bezos yavo arn el kodesh, but par makar. With this shall arn come into the kodesh with a young par. Now, does the kongado lead the par in by the horns? Of course not. El bedamo bakarle par. Rather, he shakes the par and goes in with the blood, yet the Torah refers to it as a par. The Gemara explains that according to Rabbi the Basit means, but mahuksha arn lebo el kodesh. With what offering does arn become qualified to enter the kodesh? But par ben makar lechatas. With a young par as a chatas. To become qualified, the new kongado would have to bring a live par and shecht it as his offering. So the nincompoop, pretending to be a kongadol, who tried to bring his libel into his model Kodesh HaKadoshim, was so offended when he was told his chattis belonged to the tzibur. Which reminds the Gemara asked that even if the blood is classified as a part, the alternate kongadol should not be allowed to use it because it's a chattis because it's a chattis whose owner has died. But chattis shemesu ba'alea azra. And the rule is, is that a chattis whose owner has died goes to its death. So Ravin Bar Ravada said to Rava that Rava's Talmudim told him in the name of Rav Amram, Chattis Tzibori, Misa Asla. The Kongadol's part is a communal offering since it's offered on behalf of the Kohanim and therefore it doesn't go to its death when the Kongadol dies. Ravin proceeds to bring a proof which Rava successfully challenges as he holds that the Kongadol's part is a Chattis Yachid and not a Chattis Tzibor. So the Ninkampu pretending to be a Kongadol who tried to bring his live bull into his model, Kodesh HaKadoshim, was so offended when he was told his chattas belonged to the tzibur, that he tried to do tamur on it as a carbon yachid. Which reminds us, Rabbi Lazar asked the following question, according to the opinion that the Kongadol's par is a carbon yachid, osa tamur or enosa tamur, can it be used to affect tamur or not? The Gemara seeks to explain the basis of this question, since even though the Kongadol is makdish the par from his private property, we know that it tones for al kohanim, and an offering of partners cannot be used to affect tamura. The Gemara concludes Rabbi Lazar's inquiry was concerning the Kongadol's fellow Kohanim who joined him in receiving Kapara through the Par. Do they receive Kapara as established partners in the offering? Or perhaps he received Kapara in an ancillary role. An ancillary role, meaning the carbon primarily attains Kapara for the Kongadol and they have the privilege of attaining Kapara with him. In this case, Timur could be done. A non-successful attempt is made to resolve this question. Dafninov, so the similar Dafninov is Beaver Pelt Hats. So here goes. The Beaver Pelt Hats Society. Beaver Pelt Hats. That must be more on Duff. No, no, no. 
The Beaver Pelt Hat Society joyfully assembled to bring their Chagigas, which were each considered a carbon seabor, which reminds us, which reminds on Daf Nun Amanov, a mission was brought where Rabbi Merlis of the Pesach is a carbon yachid that's Dokka Shabbos and Tuma, and a related price that quoted Rabbi Yaakov is listing the Chagiga among carbonists at seabor that are not Dokka Shabbos and Tuma. So in our Daf, Rabbi Huna Brader Yeshua asked what the difference is between them. If the Chagiga is called the carbon seabor, Mishum Da Asib Kanufi, because it's brought as part of an assembly by all the Jews who gathered in Shalim for the Chag, so Pesach is also brought in this assembly. So Rabbi answered, there's the Pesach Shein, which is not brought as an assembly. It's only brought by the minority that were Tameh when the Pesach Rishon was brought. Since the category Pesach includes the Pesach Sheini, the Tana calls the Pesach a Karben Yachim. When Rabbah was asked, according to this, the Pesach Sheini should be Docher Shabbos and Tumah like the Pesach Rishon, he answered that in fact the Tana here does hold the Pesach Sheini is Docher Shabbos and Tumah. So the Beaver Pell Hat Society joyfully assembled to bring their Chagigas, which were each considered a carbon seabor, try to peek into the Hechel to get a glimpse of the two curtains, which reminds us. The next mission discusses the path taken by the Kongadol as he carried the Katoris and the Kodesh Kodashim. The Kongadol would walk through the Hechel until he reached the space between the two curtains, which separated the Kodesh from the Kodesh Kodashim, and the space between them was an Amma. Rabbi Yossi says there was only one curtain there, for it stated, and the Prochus shall divide for you between the Kodesh and the Kodashim. So given Rabbi Yossi brought a source for his position, the Gemara clarifies according to the Rabbanon, his Pazak only applies to the Mishkan. However, during Bayezrishon, there was an Amatruxin, an Amathic dividing wall, and the rabbis who built Bayesheni were in doubt as to the degree of Kedusha of this wall, whether it had the Kedusha of the Kodesh Kodashim or the Kodesh. They therefore made two curtains to enclose the space, one where the outer edge of the wall had originally been, and one where the inner edge had been. So the Beaver Pelt Hat Society joyfully assembled to bring their Chagigas, where each were considered a carbon seabor, tried to peek into the Hegel to get a glimpse of the two curtains, and to see if there were dotted lines marking the path for the Kongado. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings the three Melchokas regarding their path the Kongado took through the Hechel to the Kodesh Kodashim. Rabbi Yudo holds that there were two curtains with the opening near the southern wall, says the Kongado walked towards the Kodesh Kodashim between the Mizbech and the Menorah. Rabbi Mer and Rabbi Yossi both hold there was one curtain with the opening near the northern wall. Rabbi Mer holds the Kongado walked between the Mizbech and the Shulchan. He didn't walk between the Shulchan and the wall, either because it was blocked by the ten Shulchanos, placed there north to south by Shlomo Melch, or according to the one who holds, they were placed east to west, because of the Shekhinah residing in the Kodesh Kodashim, it would not have been respectful to walk directly towards this entrance. According to Rabbi Yossi, he holds that the Kohen Gadol did walk directly along the northern wall. The Jews are beloved by Hashem, since the Torah didn't require them to send the Shaliach before him with the request, each Jew may pray to Hashem on his own behalf. The representative of such a people is himself beloved and may proceed directly to the Kodesh Kodashim. Daphnum Beis, so the similar Nun Beis is a newbie to Yiddishkeit. So here goes. Then Nubiti Yiddishkeit, Nubiti Yiddishkeit, that must be wrong, Daf Nun Beis. Then Nubiti Yiddishkeit felt he had hit an Amathic brick wall, which reminds Rabbi Nassim said regarding the Amatroxine, the Chaman could not determine whether it was like the Kodesh Gadoshim within or like the Kodesh without. Ravina objected to this, saying that perhaps the wall was neither within either area. And he brings a proof from Mishnah Midas, wherever the spaces occupied by the temple walls are counted, the Amatroxine is counted separately from the Kodesh Gadoshim and the Kodesh. The Gemara concedes and explains that the Rabban's doubt was whether it had the Kedusha of the Kodesh Kodashim or that of the Kodesh. So the Nubitidishkeit felt he had hit an Amathic brick wall, trying to properly read five confusing psukim, which reminds us. It was taught in Nebraisa that Isi ben Yehuda said, Chamesh mikros b'torah There are five psukim in the Torah whose grammatical structure cannot be determined. Each pasuk contains a phrase that can be linked to either an earlier clause or a later clause. These phrases are Se'es, from Hashem's warning to Kain, Meshukadim, engraved like almonds referring to the menorah, Machar, tomorrow mentioned by Moshe to Yeshua regarding the war with Amalek, Aror, a curse mentioned in Yaakov's brach to Shimon and Levi, but come, but will rise up, mention Hashem's message to Moshe near the end of Moshe's life. 
so the newbie to Yishkei felt he had hit an on a thick brick wall, trying to properly read five confusing psukim, and how the model of a Beis Amigdash could have an Aron and Paroches at the same time. Which reminds us, the next mission described how the Kohen Gadol walked between the two curtains from south to north, and then when he reached the north, he entered the space of the Kodesh Kadashim and walked southward, Adshu Magila Aron, until he reached the place of the Aron. He placed a shovel full of coals between the two poles. The Gemara wonders which base of Mikdash is described in the Mishnah. In Bais Rishon, the Kodesh Kadoshim and the Kodesh were divided by a stone wall. It can't be referring to Baishani, for Baisa taught that Yoshiel hid the Aron, along with the Sensenis Amun, the jar of Mun, the flask of Shemin and Mishcha, Aron staff that blossomed, and the box that the Prishim sent as a present. The Gemara answers that the Mishnah is referring to Baishani, and the Mishnah means that the Kohen Gadol placed the shovel full of coals in the place of the Aron where the poles would have been. Daphne Gimel, so the similar Daphne Gimel is a Nigerian prince. So here goes. The Nigerian prince, Nigerian prince, that must be more on Daphne Gimel. The Nigerian prince, whose throne room filled with smoke, which reminds us, it was taught in the Bryce that the Torah states he shall take the Katoris and bring it within the Parochas, but Nasan as the Katoris all Hashem, and he shall take the Katoris upon the fire before Hashem. This teaches us the Kong God should not prepare the Katoris by placing on the coals on the outside and then bring it into the Kosh Kadoshim. The Bryce tells us this, to counter the mindset of the Sadukim, who say that he should prepare it outside and then bring it in, who base their position on the Pasuk, if he comes with the cloud of smoke of the Katoris, then I will appear upon the Kaporis. The Rabbanon word from that Pasuk, that when combining the different ingredients of the Katoris, one should put in Ma'ala Ashan, Rashi says that this is the certain herb that makes the smoke rise in a shaft like a stick. So the Nigerian prince, whose throne room filled with smoke, insisted his servant's exit, taking three steps backward, which reminds the Mishnah and Dabnun Beis Amabe stated regarding the Kohen Gadol, leaving the Kodesh Kadashim, that he left walking backwards in the manner of his entry. The Gemara asks how it's known that the Kohen Gadol walks backwards, when Mishmur Barnachmini said in the name of Yonasan that it's learned from a Pasuk, V'yavu Shlomo L'Bama Hashem B'Givon Yushalayim. And Shlomo came to the Bama which was in Givon Yushalayim, since Givon and Yushalayim are far apart. The Pasuk must be coming to make a hekash comparing Shlomo going from Givon to Yushalayim after offering his karbanas to his initial coming from Yushalayim to Givon. So just as in his coming to Givon, he faced towards the Bama in the direction of his approach, so too in return to Yushalayim, his face was toward the Bama. And the same etiquette applies to Kohanim Levim and Yisraelim, who are part of the Mahmud, when they leave their service to a Tom when he leaves his Rebbe. And after one dubbins, you should take three steps backward and afterward say Shalom. So the Nigerian prince, whose throne room filled with smoke, insisted his servant's exit, taking three steps backward, and say a short prayer for the welfare of the state. Which reminds the Michelin Dab Numbe stated that the Kohen Gadol recited a short tefillah in the outer chamber, but he didn't prolong it so as not to frighten the Jewish people. Ravada Baravada and Ravi Baravada both said in the name of Rav that the Kohen Gadol should say, May be your will, Hashem, our God, that if this year is destined to be hot, may be rainy. Rav Achabreda Rava concluded the text of the tefillah in the name of Rav Yehuda as follows, May one who exercised worship not pass from the house of Yehuda, and may your people, Yisrael, not be required to receive sustenance from one another. And may the prayers of travelers to withhold the rain not be permitted to enter before you. All right, now it's time for our pop quiz of 10 questions plus. Three bonus questions from previous Masechus. Number one. Which stuff you why the Pesach considered a carbon yochid and the Chagiga a carbon seaboard? That's on Dav. No, no. Good. Number two. Which of the one that the opinion of the Aaron was hidden in the Lushka's Dira 18 was based on the incident of a Kohen that noticed the discoloration of one of the tiles? That's on Duff. No, no. Good. Number three. Which of the learned that taking three steps backwards was learned from Shlomelech and the Hekash of Givon to Yushalayim? That's on Duff. No, no. Good. Number four. 
which of the learned that Yoshio hid the Aron along with the Tzintanas among the flask of the Shem and Mishcha, Aron staff and the gift from the Plishtim, that's on Dav. Nunbeis. Good number five. Which of the learned that Kohanim and the Regal would roll back the parochas so Kaiso could see the Kruvim in an embrace, that's on Dav. Nundal. Good number five. Which of the learned the Amatroxy was not included in the dimensions of the Kodesh Kodoshim or the Kodesh, that's on Dav. Nunbeis. Good. And number six. Which of the learned that there are five psukim whose grammatical structure cannot be determined, that's on Dav. Nunbeis. Good. Number seven. Which of the learned that the stone of the Kodesh Kodoshim is named the Evan Shasia because the world was founded from it, that's on Dav. Nundalad. Good number eight. Which of the one in the text for the short tefillah the Kohen Gadol would say when he exited from the Kodesh Kodashim? That's on Duff. Nungimel. Good number nine. Which of the discuss whether the Kohen Gadol replaced the Kohen Gadol that died after the Shkita of the Par can use the first Kohen Gadol's blood of the Par? That's on Duff. None. Good and number ten. Which of the we have three of the regarding the path the Kohen Gadol took to enter into the Kodesh Kodashim? That's on Duff. No, no. Excellent. Now we have the three bonus questions. Number one. Which stuff do you learn about the bracha of Barina Fashos? That's on Duff. Memdalad and brachas. Good. Number two. Which stuff do you learn that simple for a man yontav is wine, whereas for a woman it's new clothing? That's on Duff. Kuftas and Psachim. Good. Number three. Which stuff do you learn that besides the Shulchan and the Hechon, there were two Shulchanos, one of marble when it was brought in and one of gold when the Lechem of Panim was taken out? That's on Duff. Yedzain and Shkalim. Excellent. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zikram. Wishing you a great day and great learning.